So, um, Martha, you 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 have been in in short term rental space for 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 a long time. Um, how do you see the uh, you know uniqueness that you know uh, uh, between the market that you're in, or maybe it's nationwide, or maybe it's between you know uh, different different country. Like, have you noticed anything in difference, or it, it's really all come from the same perspective that as long as you 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 build up your portfolios, you know, with with your uniqueness and really a, 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 a client oriented you know, mm-hmm. business plan um, that will drive you to, to success. Yeah, I think obviously traveling in different countries, you see different standards, right? So every country will have a different standard. What's acceptable in India is going to be very different than what's acceptable in America. You know, a lot of times people post pictures or send me pictures like, hey, this is how I furnished my rental. And I'm like, that would never pass in America ever because our stand- standards are so much higher. So I would not really necessarily compare yourself to somebody from another country. You just have to see, like, compare yourself with your competition that's doing really well. That's what I always tell people. Look up your competition. If you're opening short-term rental in Denver, look up all the top competitors in Denver and see what they're doing as far as visual, right? Like, what kind of amenities do they offer? What kind of services do they offer? What is What look is drawing people in? And then as far as customer service, that will come across every country, everywhere you go. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be treated special. That's just our common thread as human beings. We all want to, we all want that. We all want to have great experience in somebody saying, oh, I'm so sorry. Let, Let me apologize for whatever happened during your stay and let me make it up to you. It doesn't matter where, what country you're from or um, what economic status, everybody wants to be seen and they want to be compensated if they had a bad experience. Right. And I think staying in, like, I went to Poland this summer with my family and we had some really, really bad experiences. Um, and because I know Airbnb, like, I knew that I can get a full refund, you know, but let's say my co-travelers had no idea. They just thought they had to put up with this. There was yeah, no warm yeah. water. There was no like basic amenities, right? And they said, well, wow. I guess our vacation just went wrong. I said, no, it didn't. You're going to get it all fully refunded, you know? So you have to know your rights as a customer, number one, when you're traveling. Like, what are your rights and what can, what do you have to put up with and what you do not? And second of all, as an operator, as a host, you need to know like what other, what your guest rights are. Because right now, Airbnb is making, is making it very, very much Uh, guest friendly and protects the guest, not so much the host. And I think the reason they're doing that is they're trying to weed out like the bad hosts that really, they don't want to have them on the platform. You know, you don't know how to take care of your guests. We don't want you on this platform. So their policies keep changing and changing. And a lot of hosts are complaining and I'm in here all the time, how unfair it is. And, you know, and to some point, yeah, they favor the guest. But at the same time, like you either step it up as a host and you can compete and you can provide that kind of service or they're going to push you out of the website. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, that's interesting to know that uh, that's the direction that Airbnb is is moving forward. But, and I guess it it makes a lot of sense, right? Because your ultimate uh, customer is people who book the, the, the rental and really go live in there instead of, you know, the host. Right, mm-hmm. so it's it 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 it's really uh, you know the in 
interesting direction and awesome. And uh, let's talk about business, right? When 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 you're when you're doing all these uh, operations on Airbnb, uh, at the same time you need to make money. And a lot of people, uh, like you said, are trying to cut corner during this COVID time. Uh, was saying that uh, you know because of cost, because of supply chain, because of this, this, and that. I can't give you this. I can't offer that. I, 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 I'm not going to, to, to do this anymore and things like that. How do you see in terms of the the cost associated with the experience you want to give to the, the, the to the customer? Right? Mm-hmm. Like like that, that does it have does it cost you a, a whole lot more, you know, monetarily or sometimes really just just just, you know, the you know, personality and per, you know, person-to-person interaction. Well, and, and that's where I think I differ from a lot of people. I feel like a lot of Airbnb operators that I speak with are trying to cut corners and just do bare minimum. And maybe their guest profile is different than mine because I cater to a little bit more of a luxurious uh, type of guest and they obviously have higher expectations. But I still go back to the basic that every human being feels the same way of being seen, noticed, appreciated. They all want nice amenities. You don't have to. So the way I see it, and because I grew up without privileges, right? And I've been like when I was climbing the ladder, I've seen it all. I've been in every place. I've had no money and I had to eat ramen noodles. And I still always wanted nice things. I just bought them for cheaper, right? So I've always had a very expensive taste and I always wanted beautiful things around me. It didn't matter that I was making $20,000 a year. I still would like to have a nice place to go on vacation, right? It didn't have to be luxurious, but it had to be clean. I wanted to be seen. I wanted people to appreciate that I'm spending money with them. So that doesn't change. Um, And as far as like amenities, so during this COVID toilet paper shortage time, I remember I was running some Airbnbs remotely and there was no toilet paper and people were checking in to my Airbnb. And, you know, some people could have said like, well, sorry, there's no toilet paper. What do I care? You know, you rented it. I mean, I can't do anything about it. I pretty much said on Amazon nonstop because once in a while there would, there would be like a pop and oh, there's shortage, there's toilet paper. So I would order a ton and just ship it to them. And I, everything I could find, I would just ship it to them and ship it to them because I always put myself in somebody else's shoes and that person appreciated it so much, how much effort I'm putting in. Right. So it's extra cost, it's extra time. And if you want to get into Airbnb space, like you either have to have the time to cater to your customer, respond to them, take care of them, or you have to hire somebody that will do that for you. And you have to train them how to do it because most Airbnb Management companies are not up to par. I've worked with a lot and I have to say, even the ones that are successful kind of get the idea, but they don't really get it to the extent that the customer wants to experience, right? Airbnb. So I would say I don't spare the cost. What what I always tell people is like in my Airbnbs, you can cook Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner in my place because a lot of times I've stayed, like I would stay, let's say on the beach, like this one beach rental we rented for like $2,000 a night. They didn't have anything in the kitchen, nothing. I had to go to a dollar store and buy Tupperware and extra forks, like, you know, and then I left it for them. And the thing is, I'm like, when you're spending this much money and you don't have basic amenities, like you, your experience is horrible. Like nobody wants yeah. that. 
So I've wow. experienced enough where I know what people want. So I'm like, I don't know if you're going to be cooking Thanksgiving dinner, but just in case you, you are like, I want my home to have everything you need. So you don't have to think about it and you don't have to think. So this is my perspective, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. When you think ahead and provide the need before the customer even has the need, their experience is so smooth and easy that at the end, when you come, to, when it comes to you asking for a review, you just ask and they say, oh my gosh, yeah, five, you know, of course, five, you've done everything. Mm-hmm. If you don't take care of their needs before they have a need, they have little experience throughout this, their stay that they may not share with you, but they say, oh, she didn't have plates. She didn't have this. There was not enough toilet paper. There was some hair on the on the pillow. They don't text you about every little thing. They're just gathering in their head. How is my experience going? And at the end, they leave you a three. And then you're surprised, but everything was fine. And you didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, you didn't check in with me. And I'm not a complainer. I never go yeah. and complain, right? So I anticipate my customer's needs in every way. I find out about my customer. Who is my guest? Why are you coming to my city? What are you going to be doing? Are you bringing your family or not? And if you do, then I'm going to suggest activities that are family friendly. And if you're coming for golfing, then I'm going to tell you all the best places you can go golfing. And I'm also going to suggest a spa because maybe you're bringing your wife and she doesn't want to go golfing. She wants to go to a spa. So I anticipate what needs they may have and I fulfill them before they even know it. And at the end, they feel like, whoa, this was really awesome. And that's when you can ask for a review. And in Airbnb, VRBO, short-term rental space, you live and die by your reviews. That's pretty much your business. Your reviews are your business. And people often complain, like, you know, I got this unfair review. And sometimes they are, like, once in a while, you find a human being that's just a mean person. I personally have never had that experience because the way I develop relationship with people and the way I check in on them, they feel bad leaving me a bad review. Even if there was a mistake made, even if something was lacking, it, when you know somebody personally, it's very hard to say, sorry, I didn't, I didn't like your yeah. place. I'm just going to ruin your reputation real quick, you know? So mm-hmm. it's all about like develop a, a, as much as you can, some kind of a bond in those two, three days that they've had, show them your heart, show them how much you care. And in turn, it's the law of reciprocity, which I rely on in everything in life. Companies use law of reciprocity, which means if you do something for me, I feel obligated doing it back to you, right? If you put that as a motto of your business, any business, you don't really have to worry about like, oh, I spent too much money on amenities or I gave them too much because they'll come back to you. Everything you give will always come back to you, either in this customer or your reputation that you're building that will bring more people to you. So I don't really spare cost, you know, but it's a very personal thing. Like to me, providing guests, satisfaction is more important than how much money I spend on it. Wow. This, this uh, hit me because really, uh, like you said, um, short-term rental, you heavily rely on your review, right? Um, okay. So, and, and uh, you, you talked to me about uh, you, you basically have a program that are teaching people how to run short-term rental in the way that, that replicate your success. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, how, how can people find, find you and, you know, in terms of those programs, how can people sign up? Yeah. So I, I have a course right now that, um, anybody can take a look and there's a lot of other resources, um, on my website at martaminer.com. 
And um, like I said, I'm kind of getting out of the space of, of necessarily even working one-on-one -on -one with clients as I have just, it's just too much. And right now I have waiting lists for that. So the best way to learn a little bit more about my, just how I run my business would be through purchasing my course. Um, so it is listed on my website. And in that course, just you pretty much just learn about how to stand out because everybody's jumping in on that Airbnb wagon right now. And some people are going to fall off, you know, because they don't know hospitality. Um, my degree is in hospitality. So everything I do, I always have that in mind. And I think a lot of people are jumping in because money is good, right? And that's fine for a little bit, like we talked about. In my course, you're going to find out how you stand out from the crowd, how to provide. I, I just pretty much take you step by step. So even if you have no experience, you've never operated anything, you don't know anything about hospitality, I give you a lot of like step by step. This is what you need. This is the amenities you need. This is what your guests are looking for. This is how you ask for reviews. It's step by step. So you can just not know anything about it and still have a very successful business. Awesome, awesome. Martha, um, other than the course uh, and your website, uh, uh, how, how can people find you in terms of social media and things like that? Yeah, so um, my Instagram is Marta underscore minor, and I do have some resources there about Airbnb and just in general customer service. Anything I see, I usually try to talk about it as much as I can. Uh, because you see that across industries in any industry, you know, lack of customer service. Like my goal in life is to change the world and make it more friendly for people. Let's see each other. Let's help each other, you know. But yeah, so I would say um, Instagram is where I post more business related. I do have a Facebook as well, but I kind of keep it more like family friendly. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, apparently we're going to run off time. However, there's another big topic that, that I want to briefly touch on and maybe I'll invite you back to um, do a deep dive. Um, you originally come from Poland, like you said, and it's a it's it's really a different country. Uh, you know, comparing with US. Um, you know, they don't have or they didn't have the freedom and, you know, those entrepreneurship um, components, you know, in, in those countries. Um, and, and that, of course, would, uh, you know, uh, fix people's mindset. And, and your, your mindset is ultimately going to deter how and what motivation you'll be getting mm -hmm. to make all the decisions, right? So say if, if we only have like three to five minutes, how, how, like what, what would you like to touch on um, in terms of this topic? And maybe we'll invite you back later on. Yeah. No, mindset is, um, is everything. I think... Um... You can't accomplish your, your goals in life and be who your, your heart is calling you to be unless you constantly work on your mindset. Because a lot of us have things that happened to us in childhood or, you know, a teacher said something to you or your parent or whatever, and you carry it throughout your entire life. And that's what holds you back from achieving your goals and dreams. So to me, like what I always say is like, you are the best investment that you can put in your money into. I hire coaches all the time. I work with people that um, even scare me work, working with them sometimes, you know, because they're on such high level that it's intimidating. But that's the only way that I can reach my personal goals in life is to learn from people how to overcome certain things that I don't even see I have, right? Like we have certain blocks that are invisible to us. And working on your mindset and working on overcoming those blocks is like my entire goal in my life. You know, I want to be a full version of myself. 
And I recommend that everybody spends time working on that. I'm really big on also um, vision boards. And like, I didn't know as a little girl in Poland that there is such thing as vision board. That was way before vision boards. But I had goals and dreams, <clears throat> excuse me, that were pulling me in. And I had them all over my room. I had little cutouts of everything I would like to accomplish. And America, for a little girl from Poland growing up in communist country, was so unattainable. Nobody was talking about it. But it was on my vision board. I don't know why. I was listening to my instincts and they were telling me there's something in there for you. So, you know, having these vision boards and, and you know, concentrating on your goals instead of your obstacles and kind of having a vision of where you want to go and this kind of dismiss everything else that comes your way. That's mm -hmm. not keeping me on my path. That's not keeping me on my path. D dismiss, dismiss. That's kind of what helped me continue to grow and have success and I'm not, I haven't even scratched the surface. My goals for my life are so much bigger that I feel like I need to upgrade my mindset to reach them. Because right. in order to be a billionaire, you have to have a very different mindset than if you want to be a millionaire, right? It's, it's a completely sure. different level. So yeah, we definitely, um, you know, if you ever invite me, we can chat about mindset, but that's like the whole. Yeah, big topic. It's an amazing topic in itself. Yeah. Right, right. Sounds good. And we'll definitely do that. Um, you know uh, uh how how to grow from from coming to the country with almost nothing to become someone who is extremely successful and really are the doer and demonstrate you know all kind of uniqueness to the market is is really going to be a fantastic you know topic that we should touch on later on uh, yeah. but martha I, I want to thank you so much to uh come to come to our show um, the content that you provided, I hope it resonates with with a lot of um, audience. And if you are listening in, and you're wondering why your short term rental is not performing, do two things. One thing is uh, listen to this podcast again, and second, really look up Martha's coaching program. Uh, go to her website and really learn about why there is a, fundament, a fundamental difference between what you're doing and what she's doing. Um, Martha, any last word that, that you want to give it to our um, audience? No, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you um, having this conversation because I'm so passionate about it and I really enjoy talking to you about it. Um, I appreciate you also highlighting women. We've talked about that before. It's like I appreciate your spirit of wanting to showcase other women because there's not enough people doing that. So I really commend you for that. And all of us girls, that um that work with you i really appreciate that about you so thank you thank you for you guys for listening um and i hope we get an opportunity to speak again awesome awesome i appreciate you guys uh then uh you guys have a wonderful day um tune in for our next episode